to create two spot. When he's good, Clemson's really good. And when they're making shots, guys, anybody's good. It's just a matter of how they're hitting those shots. And Chase Hunter is such a difference maker for that team when he's creating and whenever he's good and whenever he's comfortable, uh, it's a whole different ball game. But let's, let's take it with a grain of salt, too. This is a Florida State team that, while they do have talent on that roster, and Bob Miller is talented, it, they just haven't figured it out this season. And uh, they caught them on the right night. Clemson's trying to get back in the fold after a loss at North Carolina. So I think Clemson played about as well as they could, and Florida State is playing about as bad as they can. And they're dealing with all kinds of injuries. And quite frankly, guys, no point guard on the roster. Is there, we've been having a conversation about the ACC, uh, particularly at the top. Ben made a, a great uh, case for Miami maybe being the best and most dangerous team in the league right now. Virginia's obviously up there as well. There may be another one lurking. In your mind, who is the best or most dangerous team in the ACC at the moment? I feel like sometimes we've gotten bored with Virginia's greatness. And I know that doesn't make sense, but they, they're not on national TV all the time. But this season, they're still defending at a high level, and they have guys who can score. Jaden Gardner is this year's version or this year's college version of Charles Barkley. He's that good. And then you look at a Miami team, they have guard play forever. I, I would put both of those two in the top tier of the Atlantic Coast Conference with giving the nod to Virginia because they absolutely know who they are on a night-to-night basis. That all being said, you have a shot creator like Isaiah Wong. You have guys stepping up like Wuga Poplar who's coming out of nowhere. They're going to be really good and really tough out for anybody, not only in this conference, but in the NCAA tournament as well. I, I don't disagree with that at all. Give us your thoughts on Miami. And, uh, and, and you know, let me, let me ask it this way. Let me ask it this way. Do you think Virginia is a, is a better – do you think Virginia is, like, so far ahead of the pack that they're going to win the ACC? Like, how, what percentage chance do you give Miami to knock them off? I think it's – I think you're looking at 55-45 because Miami okay. – it's the fact that the other guys are stepping up so much. Well, I mean, Wilda Poplar, who was basically a nothing burger last year, averaged three points a game. This year he's up – he's – good on various nights during the season. They have a lot of lineup versatility, how they can guard you and how they can play offensively. That's a huge thing. It's just a matter of are they going to be able to string together enough tough shots during the NCAA tournament to make another Elite Eight run, which, guys, I'll be honest, I think it's entirely possible that they do because you need shot making, you need big people on the inside. Norchad O'Meara isn't huge, but he's so big, strong, and athletic. He reminds me a little bit of old teammate Trevor Booker. Just undersized, on the boards, can step inside, can step outside a little bit, but they can facilitate some offense through and That Miami team, they're a tough out. I, I, I don't disagree with that at all. Visit with Terrence Oglesby here on the program uh, just for a few minutes on a Thursday. He was on the call last night. He's also a contributor uh, for Field of 68, and I heard you guys talking about national championship contenders last week. The field is vast without a, a true elite team how many teams do you think T.O. have a chance to actually cut down the nets? I, I'll be honest with you. Look, you look around the country, there's a few different ones. I, I still throw Kansas in that mix. I still like Baylor. UCLA is, in my mind right now, guys, probably the favorite to do it uh, just because they have Jaime Jaquez. They, they, have, they play kind of a Virginia-style pace, and they also have big-time talent with Adam Bona and Tiger Campbell, who just settles everything down for him. Amari Bailey stepping up and playing well, and they have the best defensive wing player in the country in Jalen Clark. That's a big deal. Uh, so they have so many weapons. 
if I had to pick today, I'm probably going with UCLA. But all of that being said, Alabama's great. Purdue has the immovable object in Zach Eady. There's just so many pieces this year in college basketball. All right, let me ask you about Purdue because I love this Purdue roster. I'm still not convinced that it's a better roster than last year because of the star power they're lacking. Maybe it's the, the holes better than some of the parts situation. Are they a product of the Big Ten being a little bit down, or is this team legitimately as good as last year's version? Uh, hey, guys, I'm going to have to let you go. I'll call you back. Okay, great. Uh, Terrence Oglesby right there. You know what? That, that's a guy who is is incredibly busy. That is a guy and... that sounds like he's getting frisk in the TSA line. <laughs> <laughs> that, Sir, that's I correct. said put the phone down now. <laughs> <laughs> Use the taser. Yeah, he told me he was like, I think 205 should work. Could, and then I guess he told you, he's like, hey, man, I'm trying to check my bags. I'm trying to do this. So uh, so we, we appreciate Tio's time. Well, when he answered the phone, all I could hear him saying was, no, this bag is ready now. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is this is going to go well. Hey, uh, Tio's got a couple opportunities on, on TV here lately, and he's doing a good job. I'm uh, happy for him. Yeah, he's uh, he was telling me this morning he's picked up a bunch of games on the four-letter network. He's flying out to Boise. Uh, and he's just going to be there for some days doing a game. He's doing New Mexico, Boise State over the weekend and then doing another uh, Boise State game coming up in a few days. Yeah, good for I, him. Yeah, I, I, I really appreciate that because nobody, nobody works harder uh, than Terrence. I told him last night, too, I said, you know, you did a real good job covering for Florida State because that was, that was not a fun game to talk about both teams. And uh, obviously on TV, you, you, you know, it's good for him to talk about both teams. And, uh, I, you know, he he obviously – it was a frustrating performance for Florida State. They obviously were not very good. But I I feel like it's a skill to sort of cover for a team like that. And I feel like he – I feel like he did that. Uh, he did that pretty well last night. Um, do you do you agree with him? I mean, you're very high on Miami. He said it was 55-45, Virginia-Miami, Virginia being a favorite in the, in the ACC. Do you think it's – do you think it's that close, or how would you divide it up? Uh – Maybe a little closer than that to me. I mean, he makes a good point about Virginia. They they do kind of put you to sleep, and it's easy to forget about uh, their dominance because they you know they just kind of lull you to sleep. Uh, they are better offensively than we give them credit for this year, though, especially behind the three point line. Uh, but I don't know now. Now they've won. They've won three in a row since their last loss. But I don't think they're necessarily playing just lights out right now. This may not be their best. Uh, they're good about playing well when they have to, though. Like last night, they did just enough to beat Louisville uh, against Duke the week, the game before that. You know, that one was back and forth, and they, they kind of sh- flexed there at the end and won. Um, you know, they, they lost at Virginia Tech, what, I guess that was last week or two weeks ago now. Uh, I mean, he makes a good point there. My thing with Miami is that stylistically they become a tough matchup for a lot of other teams in this league I mean, when they're really clicking. And, I mean, and Virginia does too, but I, more so for Miami right now because guard play – there is is just so good 
and they can still beat you. You know, like you you tried to get a, a mismatch by putting a bigger lineup on the floor, thinking that they're going to cave, and then they just don't. I mean, they they match you toe to toe with a six eight guy on the floor. No, you're exactly right, and I do think I do think I would love to see that matchup to see how to see how Virginia sort of handles that from Miami. Uh, they played. They lost them way back in December on the road by two, um, in one of those kind of tough turnarounds. They had uh, Houston at home and then had to go on the road and play Miami. So I would love to see how these the, the versions of them, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, these two versions of them, would uh, would compete uh, against each other. One other thing about Virginia that I, I just I watched the the last little bit of the Louisville game as I was you know as as Clemson game was wrapping up last night. They have four shooters that shoot thirty nine percent or better from three. And that, to me, is a real strength of Virginia that, you know, it's a little bit like the teams that had, you know, Anderson, Brogdon, Guy. Like, the, those teams had stars, but they also had guys who would just sit over there on the wing or in the corner and make a three. And last night, there were multiple guys who, either off the bounce or off penetrating kick, late in the clock, were able to knock down threes and not just prayer threes. Like I said... Kia Clark shoots 40%. Reese Beekman's 39%. Armand Franklin's 40.5%. Isaac McNeely with a big one down the stretch when the crowd was gone. I think it was a two-point game. He, uh, he, he stretched it to five or a three-point game, stretched it to six. He's at 43%. A freshman off the bench is 6'4". So that's the thing that Virginia has. As you said, they're not going to blow you out by 20 or 25. It's a little bit of that Python mentality that I was talking about with Clemson softball. But they're just going to make all the shots late in the clock that they need to make down the stretch. And the best teams that Tony Bennett has had have done that. And I'm not sure this team was great at that earlier in the season. Um, They did win some games, but I didn't feel like they had that real killer instinct. I kind of think they have that now. And they're playing like it, and Clark is playing like a veteran, and I – if, if in the ACC tournament, if we get a Virginia-Miami final, I will be, like, I'll be on the edge of my seat with popcorn trying to see how those two teams, uh, how those two teams compete against each other for sure. I also think, you know, we, we've kind of, we, we've left Clemson out of this discussion. Are, are we are we right to dismiss Pittsburgh out of this discussion? No. With the manageable schedule they have? Shouldn't they have a little piece of the pie here? Yeah, and we did talk about them a little bit yesterday. Uh, they are easy to overlook. Because you think about you know Pittsburgh from last year and the year before, and they're they're a good team. Uh, they are a good team, and you know at some point we're going to have to give them a little bit of credit. That that time might be now because I mean when they are they're winning big, Quack. You know what like what they did at Boston College last week. I mean Boston College was playing good, and I think they beat them by like thirty points, didn't they? They won by, I'm looking at their numbers right now, they have won eight out of nine and six in a row. They beat Boston College by 19. NC State beat them by 30 last week, and uh, and Pittsburgh beat them by 19. I'm looking at that right now, too. But they blew out Louisville. They won at UNC. We know about that. And they beat Wake and Miami, which are which are good quality wins. Couple that with the uh, North Carolina Virginia wins they have earlier in the season at home. Uh, they've got a great opportunity Saturday at Virginia Tech, mm-hmm. and you heard Brian Edwards talking about that, that he feels very good about Pittsburgh if they're getting four or more points in that game of at least covering, but, I mean, probably winning outright because they've, they've done a super job 
of playing as a road underdog this season and and even in the in the last couple of weeks here. Yeah, and the pl- the player that probably not getting enough credit in the league is Blake Henson at at Pittsburgh. He plays like he's like he weighs three hundred pounds, but he moves like he weighs two hundred pounds. You know, yes. I mean, he's just a big, thick guy that you see him run the court, and you know he's he's like that thick guy. You think, oh wow, he's he really moves well for a man that size. Uh, I was just looking here; they got him listed at two thirty-five. Uh, no, <laughs> that that it, they got the. They need to move those numbers around a little bit. He's bigger than that. But that's my thing. He He's a big, strong guy that can still – I mean, he can he can still move uh, relatively easy. I mean, kind of more like a guard than a, than a forward sometimes. Let's take a break and we come back. We had a lot more to discuss. 654-ROAR is the number. Hour 3 continues. Hit us up on the uh, Adams Co-Roofing text line or on the phone. 654-ROAR, you want to get into the action on either of those outlets. We continue on with more nonsense next. Meet Joe A, Joe B, hello, and Joe C. What's up? Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B is cruising toward his new ride with AutoSync. And Joe C's Chase banker is helping him budget to go back to school. Tools that help protect, support for what's next. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Messaging and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Standing water or that musty smell in your basement can be a sign of major problems. Canty Foundation Specialists are your local experts in basement waterproofing and crawl space repair. Call us today for a free estimate. Canty can fix it. Call the local experts for a free estimate. Call Canty Foundation Specialist at 864-403-5263 and ask about transferable warranties and available financing. That's 864-403-5263 or online at cantycanfixit.com. I'm Eddie Bennett. Bennett Equipment has helped build the upstate for the last 23 years by renting and selling construction equipment. And when it comes to compact equipment, the best in the industry is Takeuchi. The lineup of track skid steer loaders, excavators, wheel loaders, and hundreds of attachments make the choice easy. So come and see why so many choose to buy or rent it from Bennett and experience the Takeuchi difference in the upstate, western North Carolina, and North Georgia. Built to last and rock-solid resale value. Just two of the many reasons to own a Toyota. And the place to buy your Toyota? Ralph Hayes Toyota in Anderson. For over 70 years, Ralph Hayes Toyota has been delivering great value and service while setting themselves apart from the competition. And they're the oldest Toyota dealer in South Carolina. For new, used, or certified pre-owned Toyotas, find them at Ralph Hayes Toyota, Clemson Boulevard, Anderson. Drake Auto Sales, where you can find a quality used vehicle that will keep you on the road. Home of the free, free six months or 6,000 miles powertrain warranty, free unlimited car washes for three months, free XM radio for three months on equipped vehicles with every vehicle. Free, free, free. With their guaranteed credit approval, you could be driving a nicer, newer car today. Give them a call at 864-804-6778 or visit drakeautosales.com. 118 Rainbow Lake Road in Boiling Springs. Hello Tiger fans, this is James Hill, Executive Director of Clemson Downs. We want to wish Coach Backage and the Clemson baseball team a great opening game and a winning season. 
Ups and Downs is a continuing care retirement community offering independent living, assisted living, memory care, and skilled nursing care. For more information, contact us at 864-654-1155 or go to ClemsonDowns.com. Go Tigers! The Jeep Wrangler 4xe. It's electrified. So you can boogie, woogie, woogie up a mountain, over creeks, or boogie, woogie, woogie through a desert where you get bit by a pit viper. So you boogie, woogie, woogie back to camp and ask your friends if they'll suck the snake venom out when they say no. You boogie, woogie, woogie to the nearest hospital for a dose of antivenom and boogie, woogie, woogie your way to a full recovery. The electrified Jeep Wrangler 4xe. Learn more at jeep.com. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. We're your sports psychologists. Taking your calls on the Vibe Broadband phone lines all day. You're listening to 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. where every day is game day. Hour 3 continues out of bounds. William Quagamish, Ben Milstead live inside the Upcountry Fiber Studios. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. I am in thesis uh, hotel (laughs) in Miami right here at uh, Coral Gables. That sounds funny. (laughs) Right, <laughs> I. Uh, it is. You're in like thesis. Say, Aaron Rodgers is in darkness. <laughs> up is down. Down is up. You know what? It, you know what that feels like. Uh, it feels like Stefan SN, It's like a Stefan SNL sketch. New York Titus Club is thesis. This club has everything. During the um, break, Quok sends me a photo of two of the largest donuts I've ever seen in my life. I can't like I can't tell you how I expected these to be small donuts, and so I was like, "Oh, these are like bite-sized snack. This would be a nice snack before the game." And uh, these are like these are like bunt cakes with a hole in them. That's what these look like. <laughs> yeah. They're giant. Like I I feel bad eating these with my hands, and so I I might not actually eat both of these. I just didn't know they were that big. So I don't to, think you uh, can eat both of those. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure I can. I think I might cut like. Eat maybe half of one and half of the other, and then save the rest for later. I or you I don't know, Ben. I'm in I'm in a little bit of a pickle here. I don't know. I'm Let me call Doctor Lucas and ask her what you should do. <laughs> no, I I don't uh, I don't think my system can handle that. I, I, I'll be honest. Yeah, have like uh, a sugar rush during the broadcast tonight. Golly, uh, wouldn't that be bad for everybody, man? I'm sure nobody would want that. Um, speaking of broadcasts, did you see the Braves uh, name their new play-by-play broadcaster for the season? If you didn't know, Chip Carey uh, is now broadcasting the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, the old Cardinals broadcaster, Dan McLaughlin, I think. Uh, he had like three DUIs over his career, and so he's in some legal trouble. And so uh, he was resigned, I think, by the, uh, by the Cardinals. And so Chip Carey went there to take over. The Braves had an opening. And with basically six weeks before the start of the season, Brandon Gaudin, I think is how you say his name, uh, is the new play-by-play guy. First of all, Ben, I don't actually know. We may have talked about this off-air briefly. Uh, 
how what were your thoughts on Chip Carey? Were you a Chip Carey guy? Did you have hate in your heart for Chip Carey? Uh, were you annoyed by him? Did you love him? What where, where are you on that spectrum? I liked him very much. And when I said that publicly, I was chastised, things were thrown at me, people said bad words to me because I did not realize that many Braves fans did not like Chip Carey. And I don't know why I did like him, but I couldn't give you a reason why I wouldn't like him. And I think for me was the fact that there had been a carry in the radio booth and TV booth as long as I can remember watching the Atlanta Braves. So maybe just the familiarity of that is what I liked. I don't, you know, I'm not crazy about change, that kind of change. Um, so I... I was like really uh, not happy that that Chip Carey decided to leave. I don't know anything about this guy because I don't play video games, and I say video games because if I understand correctly, he is the announcer on Madden. Is that correct? Yes, yes he like is. Like Madden, the video game. That's correct. He's a video game dude. That okay. He was, and I think he's still doing it. Um, he uh, replaced Jim Nance as the play-by-play -play voice of the Madden football games for EA Sports in 2016. I will admit, uh, I'm not a big fan of Madden, and so normally folks would come to me for the as the video game correspondent here on the station or on the show. John Height, also big uh, video game guy, so uh, don't want to leave him out of there. But I can't help you with that um, because I I think I bought Madden once in the last seven years, and so I just don't I just don't enjoy it. But he like he took over for West Durham at Georgia Tech. Mm -hmm. um, okay, he, okay, I do know him then. Okay, yeah. So he he was. Um, but I don't think he, he was there very long. He was not there very long. I think. Maybe like two or three years. Andy Demetra, who was at South Carolina, is now the voice of Georgia Tech, and I think it was sixteen or seventeen that he took that job. So it was it wasn't very long uh, that he was there at Georgia Tech, but he was good. I mean, he got hired. He's done some stuff with the Big Ten. Um, he was the voice of Butler for a little while, and um, he's doing some uh, he, he's doing some Westwood One play by play for the NFL and college. And done a lot of work for Fox Sports. Very good resume. This is a very good hire by the Braves. They were in kind of a crunch because it's a weird time to hire baseball announcers because most of them are already spoken for uh, in mid-February when you're going to be, you know, putting a few spring training games on TV. So I think this is a great hire for the Braves personally, Ben. Well, I, I'm really gonna have to, I, I don't know enough about him to have an opinion. I'm, I'll have to wait and see. I mean... The one thing I know is that change is going to happen, and I'm going to have to deal with it. Uh, I, I am. I, I guess my one pushback would be the fact that that Atlanta has so many uh, felt like possibilities of you know guys that were already there. Uh, now a lot of them are analysts and not play by play though, but. You know Joe Simpson and Jim Powell, and I, I heard many people talk about even Jeff Francoeur or somebody or or Paul Bird, but you know they're they're analysts, they're former players who were talking about 
they're analyzing what you see rather than describing the play. And there's there's a difference. You know, it's a different that's a different talent. Um, I I guess I just have assumed all along they were going to kind of keep it in in the family uh, because they they have so many people involved in their broadcast as it is. You know, I'm I'm reading a little bit about him, and he did grow up a Braves fan, which is good. Uh, but he's not from Atlanta. He's from Indiana, and he's been doing. You know, he he's not been in the southeast. Like I I think a lot of folks assume that it would be somebody like Tom Hart who has had relationships with the Braves in the past and has, you know, has continued to broadcast in the Southeast at, because of exactly what you're talking about, Ben. Um, the other thing that I would say here is that, you know, it's it's possible that somebody with maybe Tom Hart's got some SEC Network baseball that he's already going to do and he didn't want to deviate from that work, but maybe the time frame uh, just didn't, you know, didn't match up. And one final point on this, Personally, I love uh, Jim Powell on the radio. And TV is its a different skill set, but I think most everybody on the play-by-play side prefers radio to TV just because you get to do more. TV is more about the analyst, and radio is more about, uh, more about play-by-play. And I wonder if Jim Powell just basically said, I don't want to move, or if the Braves were like, look, you're too good on radio, you're too valuable on radio, we want to keep you there. Which I personally, as a listener to the Braves on radio, on I mean, I would say a number of occasions through the year, I'd listen to the Braves. Uh, I listen to Braves most of the chances I get to do that because I enjoy that. I enjoy the pairing so much, and and I enjoy Jim's play by play. I would miss him if he were not doing radio because I think he really has a, a gift for that. And sometimes people do have a gift for one more than the other. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and one texter said uh, it was his understanding Ben Ingram actually turned it down. So I, I don't know oh. if that's true, but that's you know that would make sense. Because you know what? As long as he's been around, that you know he's one that it would make sense that uh, that they would have at least talked to him. Yes, and I I said Jim Powell, but I meant Ben Ingram. That's the I'm thank you Texas for uh, for saying I don't know. Why well, they're, I, I don't they know why they Jim Powell, they both do. I get them confused to tell you the truth uh, because they're both they both are on radio and like. I think it's Ingram that will kind of hop between play by play by play and analyst role. Okay. Um, See, that's the thing. Being, there's so many already involved. There's so yeah, they do have a, a robust network of analysts. Even on the TV side, um, like you're talking about, with guys like Frank Cool and Brian Jordan, and you know, um, and guys like that. Nick Green. I mean, has been in in uh, some of these broadcasts, and Peter Moylan's been in some of these broadcasts, like. That they have a lot. You're right. That I can't imagine there is any broadcast, any team that has a broadcast roster as deep as the Braves, where you can go six or seven analysts deep and get you a good game broadcast, and still have a couple guys left over to do some uh, some studio work or things like that. I just I, Braves fans are pretty blessed, I would say, to have that. Honestly, a little bit like uh, a little bit like Clemson folks are blessed to have the type of talent that we have around here. Uh, and because that's it's I mean, we say it all the time, but it's not normal in all the markets that we go to that, um, you know, that that uh, that you have access to this type of talent. Six, five, four roars, a number if you like to join us on the phone, six, five, four, seven, six, two, seven. If you want to join us on the Adams Co Roofing text line as well, six, five, four, seven, six, two, seven. 
Um, one other thing on this. Have you seen – I know you talked about yesterday the um, the potential bankruptcy of Diamond Sports Group. Yes. And I couldn't remember if we covered Rob Manfred's comments or not. In fact, I'm not sure he made comments before uh, last night. But Rob Manfred was asked specifically about – we get questions about Bally all the time. You know what? That's, that's not even true. We get hate mail about Bally, people yelling about Bally to us almost on a daily basis on the Adams Curving text line. People are so angry at Bally every time Bally tries to put something on. And so yesterday we got a lot of ding-dong, the witch is dead uh, type texts. Ben, I think you would agree that it was, it was a flood of texts that came in saying, thank goodness that Bally is dead. But the problem becomes, where do these games go? How do we watch these games? And Rob Manfred... Uh, has said that the bankruptcy, potential bankruptcy of Diamond Sports Group is not going to affect fans' ability to watch their teams. And here are some of his comments, Ben. I'd love to get your thoughts on this. He says, quote, obviously we want all of our broadcast partners to be successful. We don't want them to have financial difficulties, and we've been spending a lot of time and effort trying to work with them, figure out where they are. Obviously, our first choice would be that Diamond pay the clubs what they're contractually obligated to pay them. But because I guess I'm a contingency planner by nature, we're prepared no matter what happens with respect to Diamond to make sure that games are available to fans in their local markets. We think it'll be both linear in the traditional cable bundle and digitally on our own platforms, but that remains to be seen. As I said, our first hope is that Diamond figures out a way to pay the clubs and broadcast the games like they're contractually obligated to do, close quote. When you hear that quote, Ben, are you more encouraged? Are you less encouraged? Are you similarly encouraged or discouraged than you were before <laughs> about getting to watch the Braves this season? On a scale of one to five, with five being the <laughs> uh, I did feel like a survey, like a telemarketer right there, but go on. Look, here's the thing. I feel like people don't like Bally sports. It's not the way they cover the game. It's just not being able to find those channels and the accessibility to the channels. Would, is that your take on it? Yes, I think it's the accessibility of it. And I would also say this, the fact that when when Bally Sports was Fox Sports, it was widely available for everybody, right. and now they have made it less accessible over time without giving you an alternative. So that's the thing. Is like we get a text. This text, I think it perfectly encapsulates what I'm asking. Text from 864 says, I would gladly pay for MLB TV, if I could watch the Braves, but I'm not spending that money when all my team's games would be blacked out. I think that is yeah. that's the thing like you're talking about with uh, with people with with the people at large and with Bally. I just needed to ask that question and know where to go with it. So is if the issue is uh, availability, then you're in big trouble because there's a great chance it's going to become less available. Now it also could mean to your what you just mentioned blackouts. If it's not available on a Bally Sports, is it available someplace else? You know, that is something certainly to consider. But but look, I mean, I watched I watched about 40% of Braves baseball on the Bally Sports app last year because you know how ba baseball is so long and I'm watching something else on TV with my wife and I have it on, on the iPad and, you know, kind of over to the side and I, I watch it and then something get toward the end of the game, I flip over to uh and put it on tv so I, as long as i can find it you know I, I really don't care but it doesn't it sounds to me like there will be some franchises affected by this i mean odds are 
you're going to. And here's the thing. I didn't realize Bally Sports was, was such a big company. They have 42 different franchises, if I remember correctly, between Major League Baseball, NBA, and NHL. That's a lot of properties to manage. I mean, that this is not some small fly-by-night company. I, I thought of it more as that small uh, sports south. But all it, all it is is a bigger company that just absorbed companies like Sports South. That's right. And, you know, the, 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 the way that they've divided up the market, it, it, like when you start looking at the list of the affiliates around the country and the regional networks and all that stuff, you, you start to piece together a pretty sizable portion of the, the American map is governed by these blackout rules and by these channels. Um, when we come back, Ben, I want to give you the pricing of MLB.tv. And because they, Rob Manford talked about there being a digital component to this, I want to see if people would pay what it would cost if they, if they knew they could watch the Braves every single game this season. Would you pay this to watch your team uh, for the year? So we'll talk about that on the other side. Uh, final segment of the program. Lots more to come on Out of Bounds next. Since 1917, Harbin Lumber Company has been a top lumber and building supplier in the industry. Their number one asset is their employees, people who are dedicated to providing quality building products and contractor services. People just like you, working to grow and be a part of the community. From construction projects to large remodeling jobs, see the hardworking folks people have entrusted for nearly 100 years. Harbin Lumber Company, serving South Carolina, Georgia, and North Carolina, and online at harbinlumber.com. It's a new year, and I've got one piece of advice for you. If you're still bellyaching about being fat, being tired, and not performing when it counts, you need to get up off that couch and book an appointment at Low Country Mail today. TRT plans start at $220 a month and include testosterone, labs, medication, and doctor visits. We offer weight loss plans, peptide plans, and IV therapy. Stop making excuses and take action. Lord knows the world doesn't need any more beta males. Make man men again. Lowcountrymail.com. Opening weekend is finally here as the Clemson Tigers open up their 2023 season in Doug Kingsmore Stadium as they play host to Binghamton. Opening weekend is always a great time, and the Tigers look to kick off the 2023 campaign with some wins. Broadcasts begin Friday at 3.30, Saturday at 1.30, and Sunday at 11.30. Catch it all right here on the Clemson Athletic Network. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar where every day is game day. Guys, listen up. Have you been struggling with ED? If so, we have some great news. There is finally a treatment for ED that requires no pills, no injections, and no surgery. This is the latest medical breakthrough for the treatment of erectile dysfunction. Greenville Men's Clinic is proud to offer the most advanced form of acoustic wave therapy, which has been proven to increase blood flow, reverse ED, and increase size. Stop wasting your time with pills that produce side effects and have little to no results. Medical institutions at Cambridge University and Cleveland Clinic have shown this technology to be safe with no side effects. So if you're looking for a proven solution, call Greenville Mint Clinic today. They have performed over 12,000 treatments with outstanding results and can help you too. Call Greenville Mint Clinic, 864-301-1111. That's 301-1111 or greenvillemintclinic.com. That's greenvillemintclinic.com. 
nobody's more proud of what Diamonds Direct offers than our own staff. Our standards are the highest I've ever seen in the business, and I've been in this industry my entire life. Not only do we have the most competitive pricing in the industry, but the whole package that you get with it is incomparable. One thing that always surprises clients is how much further their budget will go with Diamonds Direct. But way beyond value, what we're most proud of is our total commitment to each and every customer. We go above and beyond for our customers so that they feel valued and they know that they're valued. We are really focusing on not making a sale that day. We want to make a friend forever. It doesn't matter what size diamond that you're looking for. We're going to take care of you and we're going to make you feel fabulous. The philosophy to take care of the customer is just amazing. When clients come in, I think what they can feel is our passion. The electricity that you get in here, everybody's happy. It's such a friendly environment. Diamonds Direct. And you can feel that energy and that happiness every time you step into our showroom. Come see and feel the difference. Your love, our passion. Get directions and store hours at DiamondsDirect.com. This is Marcus agreeing to a fun winter game night, the kind with fun rules. Okay, so the first player asks the second player to pick the third player's weapon. Fun discussions. And other fun reasons not involving staying in and sleeping on the bed he got at Mattress Firm's President's Day sale. There, he found great deals, like a king for the price of a queen and up to $700 in savings on Sealy. So shop Mattress Firm's President's Day sale, like Marcus, and miss out on winter plans, not sleep. Restrictions apply. See store mattressfirm.com for details. Want a fast-paced sports talk show with lots of college football? I feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! Then keep up with Quawk and Ben on Out of Bounds. Weekdays, noon to 3 on 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Sing my Sarah, broken halos, broken wings that used to fly. And his husband, Chris. Our final segment of the program. Glad to have you with us. I, my dad gets MLB TV, um, and loves it for the. I don't actually know if he gets the the big subscription, the single game subscription. And I just want to know, like, I know if you're a local fan of the Braves, it's more cost effective to get Bally than it is to go MLB.tv route. And I think Chris is going to help enlighten us on this a little bit. Six five four roar is the number. Uh, we're talking, would you pay to watch the Braves if you had to pay for a digital subscription service because Bally goes under? Uh, we're not saying Bally's going under, but Rob Manfred is saying you'll be able to watch the games. It just might be, there might be a digital component to it. So Chris uh, joins us next. What's up, Chris? Hey, Quack. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. Thanks for getting in. Yeah, as a, you know, I'm not a, a Braves fan, but having living in this area now, you're kind of forced into uh, having them as a as a secondary team. But as a Indian slash Guardians fan, yeah, I subscribe to the MLB TV. I pay for it. I've been paying for it for years, and I do the whole full subscription because not only do you get your team, but the radio home and away is worth it. Uh, more so than the TV portion of it, because let's be honest, how often do you get, really get to get in front of the TV to watch something? But from a radio perspective, I could be in the shop and listen to the Braves, which I do a lot actually, on the radio uh, versus watching them on TV. So I think overall that package is probably one of the better ones 
that's out there with regards to a full subscription model, being able to at any time be able to listen to any game or watch any game anywhere within the within the league. You know what? I, I agree with you. Um, I think it's a I think it's a really good value. I pay for um, I pay for the audio package, which is like thirty bucks. And get a, mm-hmm. get the home and away, but I don't get any video. And I, I'm wondering if you know if the extra hundred bucks is not worth for the entire season. I mean, think about the cost of a think about the cost of a season ticket. I mean, if if exactly. you're telling me I could pay 150 dollars and I can watch every game of every team all year long, or all the games of my team for 130 bucks, I mean that's saving mm-hmm. me a ton of cash right there. And I still get all the access uh, that you could ever possibly want with the caveat that right now, because you're an Indians Guardians fan, uh, you get to watch them all because they're out of market. What I'm saying is even for games that are in your market, if they were added into that program, would people who haven't had to pay specially for that pay for it? I still think it's a really good value. Agreed. And I don't know uh, locally if the Braves are carried on the radio locally around here, but obviously through a subscription, if you if that wasn't available, being able to subscribe for 30 bucks or what have you, I think that's still a, a tremendous value, being able to at least get that sort of content uh, delivered to you via the app or radio is, is, to me would be worth it. I don't disagree, Chris. I appreciate the phone call. Thanks very much. Take care. Yep. All right, you too. Uh, you know what, Ben? That's from the standpoint of an out-of-market subscriber. Uh, text from the 864 says, yes, it would be great uh, to be able to watch every game of every team. Uh, I, again, I'm looking at the pricing right now, and these may change if they have to start folding some of these things in with, you know, games that are currently blacked out. But you can pay $149.99 for every out-of-market game, live or on-demand for every team for the entire season. $150. You can pay 25 bucks a month, um, which is a slightly lesser value. I think you have to pay for an extra month's worth. So it ends up being like $175 or $200 or something like that for the year. And then uh, for a single team, if you just want the Braves or you just want to watch your team, you don't care about everybody else's team, you can pay $129.99, which is 20 bucks less than the annual for everybody. So I, I just I feel like if you're a baseball fan, that's a really good value. On the other hand, Ben, that is not an insignificant amount of money if you've never had to pay beyond your cable or satellite or streaming service subscription. If you've never had to pay for it before, that is still a significant amount to fork over. So you as a Braves fan, would you would you pay that money if it meant you could watch the Braves or would you just eat it and not watch unless they're on national TV? Uh... Well, I mean, I'm I'm not going to keep doing both, right? Like, if it's going to come off of my TV package, and there's lots of other things that have now come off my TV package, at, at some point, I'm going to get rid of TV and just kind of go a la carte on the things that I do watch. You know what I mean? Uh, yes. Now, my question about the MLB package would be, or MLB TV, if the Braves, for example... Even if I don't have Bally Sports on, you know, whatever I subscribe to on television now, is is it blacked out if I live in a Bally Sports market? See, that that would be the question. That would be the question that I would have is how does it change the model? Because to me, as a fan of an out-of-market team, that's a really good value. 
uh, as a fan of an in-market team, I would need to know that there's no way that I'm not going to be able to watch a game today. I'm going to need to know that all 162 are going to be available, and right now you can't say that. Right now, it's – and this is, this is one of the frustrations with Bally because to your point about going a la carte, technically the, the only things that you can't watch right now on ESPN Plus with an ESPN Plus subscription and access to some sort of a cable provider, the only things that you can't watch are games on uh, Bally. So, you know, you're, you're paying for ESPN Plus. If Bally went away, you could – ideally pay for all you could you could get access to all that content if you pay for mlb.tv you could gain access to all that content the only thing that's keeping those digital platforms from being full-fledged options is blackout requirements because of the contract with diamond and by extension bally does that answer does that answer your question at all yeah so basically we really don't know (laughs) we see yes we we really do that's the thing. I, that's the we, question. we really don't know. You've got to answer that question before anybody makes a decision. And for people just tuning in, Bally's not announced any sort of change to Braves coverage or anything else yet. They did miss a an interest payment, which means they are now filing bankruptcy. And the speculation is that's going to change television coverage for some of the 42-odd franchises that they cover between three different sports. We don't know if that's going to impact the Braves or not, but if it does, a lot of people like us are going to be looking for another opportunity to, you know, to find them on another, on another platform. I I can't remember who sent this one of the texters and it was a a few minutes ago. So it got lost a little bit in the shuffle of the uh, text on the Adams curving text line. But somebody asked the question, how is Bally bankrupt if they have that many properties? And I actually read, it's a great question, because I was asking the same thing. How in the world do you acquire all these properties and maintain them, and you're that uh, insolvent uh, in terms of cash flow? And one of the reasons is that they kind of use some gimmicks, and I I don't know all the legalese on this, but they kind of use some gimmicks to make the purchase in the first place, where they could have gone one route, but instead they went a real debt-heavy route, and because of some other poor investments and some changes in the market and stuff like that, they were they were kind of forced into a crunch where they couldn't pay all of their obligations the way that they thought when they started their plan to purchase the all the uh, all the rights to the Bally's. And um, that's that's very much layman's terms. Obviously, I didn't spend a lot of time in finance classes. Uh, I'm I'm not even going to pretend on that. But it had it had a lot to do with the way that they purchased those properties meant that they were accumulating debt that they knew was going to come due, but they thought that they would be able to recoup that income with the Bally properties and it through other means, and it has not materialized in that way. So that's the answer to that question is that um, they essentially, I mean, what I would say if you ask me, like, give me the synopsis of what happened there, they set themselves up for failure because they this was always a possibility when they bought the rights to all these networks, if that makes sense. Um, a couple other things here. Uh, Texter says, from the 865 YouTube TV, and I've not been able to figure out a way to watch the Braves because they don't carry uh, Bally. That, you know what? It's a, it's, a great, it's a great question. I have the same issue with YouTube TV, um, that they don't carry Bally. And so... What I have to do is I have to find friends that have Bally and basically cheat. Uh, I don't mind saying that. 
uh, that you you find people with logins that you can you can steal. Or you go to somebody's house that uh, that does have a traditional network. My my parents get Bally, so I I watch there. Um, it it is becoming increasingly difficult to find a way in a cost effective way to pay for TV and to be able to get Bally. And so for that's why for a lot of folks, Ben, when we talk about this topic, uh, we just we, we get a lot of people who are either upset they can't get the game, they're upset at how the game is coming to them, or they say, couldn't watch because I don't get Bally and I don't know how to pay and I don't – like, it would be one thing, as we talked about, if you could pay to get access to that stuff right now. But the problem is you could pay for every service you possibly could get if, if you don't have access to a cable provider that offers Bally right now, you can't have – there is content you cannot have access to at the moment. That potentially would be freed by this, even if you ha- might have to pay a little bit more. I don't know if I'm making sense or if I'm talking in circles right now, but that's as that's as clearly as I can say it. And I just want to get it on people's radar that we may have some sweeping changes to uh, Major League Baseball coverage this year in the next like 30 days. <sighs> okay, can we rip this guy's quarterback list? Can we do that to close in our final couple <laughs> minutes here? I mean, he asked you to. He did. Uh, and this is this is from a while ago when I said that uh, Derek, this from text from the 803, uh, Derek Carr was a quality quarterback and that anybody uh, who is who is maybe wants to go to the playoffs but doesn't necessarily want to win a Super Bowl would benefit from having a, uh, Derek Carr as a quarterback. And the texter said uh, he's a fringe top 20 quarterback, maybe. And so uh, – Ben asked him to name 19 quarterbacks better. He said challenge accepted. And then he starts listing names. Now, Ben, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give us a high bar here. we got two minutes, so we got to fly through this. It has to be unanimous that this quarterback is not better for us to take him off the list. We have to both agree, okay? That way there's a higher bar for us than it is for the, for the original texture. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, better or worse than Carr? Better. Okay, better. Uh, Allen? Yes. Better or worse? Better. Uh, Burrow? Yes. Herbert. Yes. Lawrence. Uh gonna be. Prob- probably uh, so. I would rather him right now than Carr. Probably. Hertz. Yes. Uh Rogers. Pass. <laughs> I'm honestly I'm gonna say no. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is better than Carr right now. I've watched Aaron Rodgers play a bunch. Yeah. I don't think so. Lamar Jackson. Yes. Uh Tua. No. No, I disagree with that. Two is not better than Carr. Uh, Dak Prescott. Depends on the situation. I don't know that I would rather have Dak. Where are you on that? Uh, I would say they're probably equal, so I'll just – I'll say we're not unanimous on that. I I would say they're probably six and one half dozen either. I tell you, Uh, I'm going to look through the glass and let Mr. Deptula give me the nod yay or nay on Dak. He's saying no. Okay. <laughs> He's saying okay. no. Okay. That, w- okay. We're, we'll, we'll, I'll defer to that. Kyler Murray. No. no I, I mean, I, I, I know. Not, not Kyler Murray. <laughs> I would say no. Justin Fields. Uh, younger, more athletic. Uh, yep. I, no. I, Fields, maybe. See, maybe. These young guys, it's tough to know. Because I think he's going to turn right. out to be good. I'm gonna. We're gonna have to fly. Purdy, Deshaun, Goff, Russ, Russell Wilson, Geno Smith, Daniel Jones, and Kirk Cousins. 
Folks, <laughs> there's like eight quarterbacks on that list that are better than Derek Carr. Like eight of them. Those guys I, I, I've any always good. felt like he's like around that 10, 12 mark. That's probably right. That's probably about right. Uh, women's basketball, 545. God bless. WCCP FM 105.5. Clemson, Greenville Anderson. WAHT AM 1560. Cowpens. 97.5 Spartanburg.